Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 104. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello, good morning, and a very warm welcome to today's episode. How are you on this wonderful day? I hope it's wonderful. I don't know about you, but the beginning of the year has felt a little bit tough, a little bit hard going. I was talking to someone yesterday and talking about the weather, as you do, because we're British, and saying that in the UK, it just it's just grey. I don't mind it being cold. I actually quite like it being a bit frosty because at least then there's a blue sky, but just it's been really grey. So yeah, I think that's had a really, really big impact on my mood and how I felt. And anyway, I'm thinking more positively today and ignoring those grey skies and being much more upbeat, (laughs) which I am generally upbeat, I have to say, but uh, occasionally, you know, just feels a bit much, these dark nights and dark mornings and and uh, rubbish weather. So roll on some sunshine. And this year, I'm not going to Social Media Marketing World, which I have been to for the past four years. And I've been in San Diego in March, which I have to say is always lovely. Because one, it's my birthday at the end of March. So that's always nice to have a trip close to it. But also, so I have actually spent quite a few of my birthdays in the States. But also having a bit of sun in March is heaven. And I remember, oh, I don't want to think about it, actually. (laughs) I remember sitting by the bay, looking at the boat, drinking a cocktail and, oh, gosh, if only, if only. Anyway, I'm focusing on growing the academy, which is why I'm not doing as much travelling. Although saying that, I have got a few things planned in uh, for the later in the year. so, So that should be fun. Anyway, anyway, on with today's episode. So this one's a really good one. I think you're going to love it because when I look at my podcast stats, which I do far too often, by the way, the stuff that is like really practical content stuff tends to go down brilliantly. And actually, they tend to have some of my highest episodes. And this one is exactly the same. So this one is an interview with the very lovely Amy Woods from Content 10X. And she is an expert in repurposing content. So what she does in her business and for her clients is she will take their content and create loads of different content out of it. So whereas we had the lovely Natalie talking about how to make the most of your content in the sense of once you've created it, where to put it, what sort of things to say about it. This is if you've got some core content like a video or a podcast 
how can you then turn that into loads of other bits of content so that you're really maximizing your effort of that one core bit of content? But like I said, Amy's an expert on this. She actually has a podcast talking about this. I was a guest on it a little while back. I'll link up to all this in the show notes. And I don't know how she talks about it all the time because to have a podcast where you just talk about content repurposing, it's amazing. She's got loads of ideas. So well done to her on that front because like I said, I don't know that I could do a podcast on that every single week. I would run out of ideas fairly quickly. But anyway, she's fab. I think you're going to really enjoy today's episode. So I am not going to waste any more of your time and I'm going to let you jump straight in. So I am really excited today to welcome my guest, the very lovely Amy Woods. Amy, how are you? I am very good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) No worries whatsoever. I should just say, we've just spent the last 45 minutes chatting and then (laughs) realised... We really need to get on with this podcast episode. So we've had a lovely catch up. Um, Amy, in case my audience don't know who you are and haven't come across you and Content 10X before, please just give us a really brief overview of who you are and how you got to do what you're doing today. Yeah, so I run a business called Content 10X and we're a creative agency basically that specializes in repurposing content. So we work with small businesses predominantly um, who embrace content marketing. So they'll have podcasts, create video content, live streams, that kind of thing. And we repurpose content as a, as a service, essentially. So we're an agency consisting of copywriters, graphic designers, video editors, podcast editors, and content publishers as in QA review, et cetera. And we offer that as a service to businesses so that they can um, focus on core quality and then focus on running the business and, and lots of content gets repurposed. And then also I have a podcast like yourself, you've been on it a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, just saying how yeah. brilliant that episode was and how it's been one of the most downloaded episodes I've had. Oh, it's um, so awesome. It is, it's awesome. And blog, and I had my book come out recently. So anything in the world of content repurposing is, is what I'm all about, basically. <laughs> and that's awesome. I, do you know, because... One thing I never did, and we've just briefly talked about this previously, is I never niched down. Like mm-hmm. now I don't feel like I could or I want to because I like doing bits of everything. But I love the fact of when you think about running a business and being niche, this is like really niche, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. But it's something that A, people aren't doing enough and B, it doesn't need the business owner to do this. Once you've created that core bit of content, you just need a process. So a few weeks ago, just so my audience aren't listening to this and think, oh, hang on, we've done this. A few weeks ago, I had Natalie on and Natalie talked about creating content, but she talked about the process as you were creating it. So she talked about, um, and I'll link up to this in the show notes, but she talked about, obviously, um, if you're doing a video, how do you get it on YouTube? What are some things you should do? So we're not talking about this. We're talking about once that video is out there or that podcast is out there or that blog is out there, how can you make the most of it? Because actually, this is kind of the thing that we create, and you and I know this for sure as podcast hosts, Mm so much content like seriously like if let's say you did even half an hour an episode and we're by the time this comes out we'll be over I think maybe just under or over 100 episodes you know that is a hell of a lot of content so how do we make the most of it all the time so let's start right at the beginning let's say I've just done a podcast episode now and I've put it out Talk to me about how many times I should be posting it or what I should be doing with it the minute I put that out before you then repurpose it for other things. Well, I think, yeah. So I think there's there's, there's two sides to the repurposing because there's the there's the promotion of the core content. So you've got yeah. the podcast episode and you're wanting to uh, create, you know, spin-off content and additional content to promote and market that piece of content. And then there's the other side, which is just seeing it as, content is a a message being expressed in a particular format to in a particular place so let's see how we can take that message and turn it into lots of different types of ways of communicating it that isn't all about listen to the podcast it's actually no I'm communicating this message in video in written etc so there's the two aspects the promotional and then just the different ways to share that message to to reach different people so I think with the podcast um content so Podcasts and video are always the the best starting point for repurposing. We find 
um, video is always our favourite like starting yeah. point because it's just more versatile because with video you have audio but you have everything else as yeah. well but let's say for a podcast so I think um, you know you want to do the shouting out about it when it goes live I actually think that if you can do a little bit of additional content before it goes live to tease people up to when it's going live as well that can be really good so let's say you have a podcast episode coming out and you create some short little audiograms, so sharing a bite-sized bit of audio with an image, an animated graphic that we've all, I'm sure, seen shared a lot, a lot of the time on Instagram, or creating quote images, just title images, so graphics and things like that. Um, teasing up to the episode can be something good. You know, this mm. week on the podcast, it's live. Here's what, here's a soundbite of what you've got to Coming. look forward yeah. to yeah so of treating it a little bit like um treating content like a launch in a way like mini launches yeah, yeah. and then a lot of you know shouting about it on the platforms that your audience hang out so I also want to say that it's not always about being absolutely everywhere it's it's mm. absolutely being where your audience are and mm. thinking about how you can shout out about it in the most appropriate way for that platform and that audience so on twitter you know it's usually more conversational isn't it it's conversation starters it's trying to get um things going so maybe not just sharing a a a graphic of the the title image the title of the podcast and saying this week we have a discussion about this but more um maybe extracting a a great question that came out of it you know so-and-so said this what do we think or um, yeah, you know, tease it, you know, actually here it's conversational. So how can we get conversations going? Not yeah. just broadcast the episode, but get get questions, pull things mm-hmm. out, maybe a bit of controversy if you if you want to. But um, <laughs> Instagram all about visuals and aesthetics, isn't it? So there you'd have a different approach for shouting out about it. You'd be great. Well, actually, in the feed, you're looking more at the aesthetics and the visuals and the graphics, but then video, 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 isn't it? So yeah. Um, on Instagram, I'd say you th- things like embracing stories. So going to Insta stories, letting people know that your episode is about, but not just know. It's more like if you listen to it, this is what you would gain from it. Do you have this problem? If you do, you're going to love the solutions that we talk about in this week's episode and, and what yeah. people gain. But using all the features there, so things like um, sliding scales, um, votes, asking, ask me anything, you know, live features. Yeah. So making the most of each platform and the features that it has and Facebook, LinkedIn. So I think it's having that, that different approach for the different platforms, shouting out about it, coming up to, and then day of and, and the week after. And then I think what tends to happen is if you have weekly content, shout out about your podcast episode or the video, whatever, the week that it comes out and plan okay it goes out on Monday so let's say this on Tuesday and Wednesday yeah. let's and then you get to the next one and of course it's like rinse and repeat isn't it so then, yeah and you're doing it again yeah exactly which you should you should definitely you know get to each week and then shout out about it but if the content is evergreen um then we don't want people to we've still got so much more to be saying about that in weeks and months and maybe even years to come if it's mm-hmm. evergreen and solving a particular problem. So I think it's just not losing sight of the fact that just because it because it was out there, not everybody caught it at that point in time and people will still have that problem in the weeks and years to come. So having some longevity to your marketing and repurposing plans as well. Um, turning your content into things that can be found by a search as well as social. So writing blog posts and having an SEO focus, videos to have that YouTube SEO focus as well, and things that will help people to find that content in the months, weeks, months, and years to come as well. So it's the mix of like the promotion at the time and then the repurposing of the message to be found, you know, further down the line as well, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I love the fact that you talk about the different platforms because Mm. I always say, or caveat that with, in an ideal world, because in an ideal world, that is what you do. But we're not talking about you being on every platform. I am. Are you on everything? I am on everything, but we don't put as much focus onto all of them. But yeah, I am. Yeah. But I think that's a lot to do with the industry we're in. And Mm. that's why I'm on everything. If I wasn't doing 
social media, digital marketing stuff, then I wouldn't be on everything. I would focus on the ones. And for me, it would be Twitter and Instagram because they're my favorites. Um, But therefore, so firstly, you shouldn't have to be on everything. But when you are posting in an ideal world, like you said, I love the fact of asking asking a question on Twitter, you know, getting them to say, you know, even things like, these were our tips for this. What do you do? And yeah. starting that conversation again, using some of those polls, talking about some of those things on also on Insta stories and things. So I love the fact you talked to him about that. The other thing I just want to pick up on is the fact that you said, you know, goes out on a Monday, you plan this on a Tuesday, this on a Wednesday, this on a Thursday. There are lots of people out there who I think will listen to that and go, what? You post every day about it, <laughs> or you post more than once. Because I think. What happens in our head, and you sort of let me know whether you agree, but I think what happens in our head when we create something, because we are doing it, so we focused on that thing while we're creating it, and then you're creating the graphics, and then you're doing this, and then you're doing that, and then you're posting it on social media, or you're putting it wherever, and you think, oh, great, done that, done, I don't need to do anymore, because I don't want to irritate anybody, I don't yeah. want to bother them, I don't want to, and actually good luck. I mean, great if you're irritating people because it means they're seeing your stuff. Like, you know, let's be real. The chances are they're not going to see it. So actually, this isn't just a create one thing, post it once, is it? No. I mean, the lifespan, what do they say? The lifespan of a tweet is 18 minutes or something like that anyway. And um, I think I saw a Gary Vaynerchuk clip recently where someone said something similar to him and he made the good point that Um, People are not going to see everything that you put out. And if that one super fan sees those 15 things that you put out that week, they're a super fan, so they don't care. (laughs) If they're following that avidly. Exactly. I think people, I think there's, so let's say for your email subscribers, Katie, so sometimes I think people neglect email as well as social and search and things like that. So something like that, maybe you would just send one email um, a week yeah. if you have a weekly newsletter maybe there's um, a weekly roundup or something then there's a section in there for things I've posted this week or that kind of thing you probably do that versus break down um, your content into it you wouldn't send in maybe an email and recommend an email on Monday about email on Tuesday about things like that no, so it's no. the right because because that's more of a, a captive audience isn't it people who yeah. subscribe but never forget to let them know because just because they are an email subscriber does not mean that they are hanging on you know staring at Apple podcast waiting for that next episode to come out it's still good to let them know but yeah I think um it's it's and yeah and not everybody does the promotion either so I think that even that aspect there was maybe a bit of an assumption from me there that people do that because you know some people really do just get the content out there write the show notes maybe Mm. do one graphic or something like that or one media and I think that's a mistake that people actually make and Often when I speak to people and we talk about repurposing and it's never a hard, the concept of repurposing is never a hard sell. I've never had anyone say that sounds nonsense um, or that doesn't sound good because it makes sense, doesn't it? You make the most time that you're spending on content. But the funny thing is people will often say to me, it does sound really good, but I don't have time Um, because as soon as I've finished the first episode I'm on to the next one I don't have time in between to be doing all of that and it's like well maybe your schedule is too tightly packed together so maybe it should be every two weeks not every week um, that you are putting out the content and one week focus on the creation of that core content and the next week don't get onto the hamster wheel of pushing out the next piece of content next week promote and repurpose that Mm. and then move on to the next one so it's all content creation. It's the distribution of your time on what you are creating and leveraging all the time that you're putting into your longer form to create more shorter form and bite size and repurpose piece of content versus versus constant long form content without enough repurpose and and sharing and, and making the most of the hard work that you put into it. Uh, yeah, I think that's such good advice because I do a podcast weekly yours is yours is weekly it's weekly right? yeah yeah so and it's hard work it, you mm. know it takes a lot of my time you know we talked about this before we got the call unfortunately you know having the podcast doesn't necessarily bring money immediately into your bank but it takes time it takes work and therefore like you said some people feel like oh I've got to do it weekly and it's like not necessarily mm-hmm. if you are especially with something like a blog and I think I find it harder with blogs because I I don't like writing but 
if you've just spent like an hour writing a blog, let's say you can do it in an hour, it would take me way more than that. And then you put it on your site and then you feel like you've got to write another one for next week. You're not giving, you know, you could give yourself a bit of an easier life. But like you said, week one, talk about it in one way, week two, repurpose it or talk about it in a different way or whatever, I think is great. And I'm just quickly, I want to bring up or talk about the fact of the time. And maybe we talk about this a bit later because like you said, people are going to say, because we're going to look at this repurposing now in terms of, okay, now we've done our core content. How can we make that into more content? And you're going to talk about that, but I know people are going to sit there and go, I I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. And it's, so I wonder whether we need to address that now or whether we look at that at the end, once they've heard the stuff that they can do. So what, what's your thoughts? Well, uh, yeah, because often when I talk about all the things that you can do, I feel like people often do get a little bit overwhelmed, like, wow, well, well, you know, I want to do all of this and um, maybe go off on do two things. So they, well, try and do everything at once. So this all sounds brilliant. I'll try and do all of this at once. So uh, embark upon a, a mammoth content repurposing yeah. strategy for the next podcast or blog that we do that's not really sustainable with the amount of time that they have. So they'll do everything for two weeks and then back to yeah, doing very little done. again. Yeah. Exactly. So it's better to just take one step at a time. But, you know, it's easier to go up steps than it is to scale a wall. <laughs> but yes. if you take it one step at a time, you'll still get to the same place in the end, but you, you're just taking it gradually. I like it. So I think. Um, it's it's just looking at what your existing skill set is and resources available to you and what step could you add to your existing process right now to start repurposing and, and doing more from your content and then when that's embedded as part of your process and, it, and it's, it's it's a habit now and it's what you do then start to look at how you can add more and whether you whether it's your time whether you have an in-house team and there's appetite within the in-house team to start giving them extra tasks or maybe there's help you could get like a you know right. VA freelancer like to get some support and some help but it's better to do one or two additional things consistently than yeah. try and do everything very everything. sporadically as and when you can achieve it so um if i talk through some of the things we can do um it's a mixture of maybe slightly more time consuming but also things that you can do easier like like what going on insta stories and just doing 15 yeah. second clips and things so it's mixing up what is achievable for you and then seeing what works trial and, and error mm-hmm. and it's looking at this as a, a kind of pick list isn't it this isn't yeah. a you know this is if someone comes to you and pays you and your agency to do this then this is the list of things you would do because they're paying someone to do it. This isn't a, you must do all of this. This is just a, here are loads of ideas and let's look at what might fit with you and your business and what's manageable for you. So, okay, let's, let's take each main type of content. And I know, like I said, video is the most perfect. There's loads of repurposing. So let's start with blog and then we'll Mm. get to video. So if we look at like Mm. blogs first, then podcasts, then videos. Okay. I've written a blog. I've posted about it for you know a number of times done the things you said how can I then now repurpose that blog so blogs are always the I guess like the most start with the hard one sorry because yeah, they're, they're, they're the most like you know one-dimensional in a way yeah. aren't they because you get you don't have any other dimensions of media from a blog videos you can transcripts to to written you can audio did it as loads yeah. but so with blogs you and um, well firstly from a like copy repurposing perspective when you're then thinking about writing that copy for sharing let's say on LinkedIn um Facebook let's say LinkedIn Facebook Twitter then um firstly just the time that you spent writing your blog post you can start extracting you know, copy um, to create tweets, you know, plan out different tweets that you could extract from the blog post and, you know, tweetables within it and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's a good idea, you know, to write your blog post and and actually put the click to tweet and have some suggested things. So the copy repurposing for social media copy is right there for you. I think then if you can create some uh, graphics, so for example, using Canva um, as a a fairly simple kind of starting point people are familiar with that but it they have a, even a free plan and it's yeah. uh, 
easy so do you do you use Canva or I sure love you? Canva I have a designer yeah. and he yeah. used to scowl at me the whole time I was using Canva he'd be <laughs> on my shoulder like what is this rubbish and then eventually he was like it's actually quite good isn't it yeah <laughs> it is because when it comes to social media and especially consistent content it, you you know people following me will know and the same with you will know that every time you post about the podcast it looks the same way yeah. and I do some occasional like it's either one color or another but the format's the same the the layout's the same so I actually have a VA who goes in and she will literally swap out the images swap out the name swap out the title and the number and that's it you know it's not yeah. and that's what Canva is just perfect for so I do I love Canva and I recommend it highly yeah, I really recommend it too. And when I first hired my first graphic designers who used, you know, more advanced tools and I, I asked them if we could use Canva, it was the same. It was like, you know, like, like it was like, I don't know, asking a, a, a painter if they'd mind using paint by numbers or something yeah, like yeah, that. Like yeah, I yeah. can paint, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. need to do that like an artist. Yeah. But no, actually, um, we do, you know, use um, other tools for more advanced like yes. graphics like that. But it's great. And it, for for anybody who who is listening thinking but it's actually I don't I'm not very artistic in coming up with the designs maybe it's worth an investment of working with a graphic yes. designer to just create the templates for you that's exactly what we do exactly yeah. and so then first one they do then we copy it yeah exactly so you can create the visual content from blog posts and that's a great thing to do and when you are pulling out maybe a key quote or a point that you made or anything like that, that you could share visually on some of the platforms. Mm. Remember to put that into the blog post as well. So you could read it's something that you created for Twitter or Instagram, you know, resize it into a, a, a dimension that's suitable for your blog post and bring some color and life to the blog post by bringing yeah, some of the images. Yeah. So that, that starts to bring to life the blog post and the blog post image that you create at the top is likely to be resized to the title image you could be sharing on the platforms so that's something that you can do and then the question I often get asked actually is how could you repurpose video a blog post to videos now you know there's a couple of ways if you're comfortable going on camera and creating videos then of course you could just turn the longer form blog post into more of a bullet pointed storyboard that you could you could talk to camera so put all the effort into the blog post and the research and everything I want how could I bullet point and storyboard I wouldn't recommend you know reading the the blog post out (laughs) but but you've got you've got the very basics of non-high-tech you know, no teleprompters, anything like that, just having some kind of whiteboard and uh, mm. extracting what were the key, what would be the key structure of the video and the key points and having that in your head because you've just written the post, you're comfortable going to camera, then you could create a video based off that blog post. Even to consider once you've created that video and putting that onto YouTube, um, to consider putting it into the blog post mm. as well. You know, you could actually then stream it back in. And here's a video of me talking about it. Otherwise, this is what we tend to do on ours. Otherwise, read on. So it's giving people that oh, option. Of, here's me talking about this. If that's yeah. your thing, read, watch this. Otherwise, um, yeah. read on, read the long form blog post. So you that's can create awesome. video content and getting really meta here because then we've got videos and repurposing video, which I know we wanted to talk about separately. But with that video, you can just go and create bite-sized videos. You could extract yeah. 15 seconds for stories. You could extract less than a minute for Instagram and, you know, create more video babies. I like to say, one baby and how long video has like little babies. So you could do that. Um, but if you are not comfortable going onto camera, video content is not your thing then there are tools that you can use to repurpose written content into the kind of videos that are those promotional type videos. You know where it's um, it's often with uh, like the words coming on the screen, different yeah, images, yeah. music, playing, that kind of thing. So there's Lumen5. Have you used Lumen5 before? Are you familiar with it? Do you know what? I get so confused with all of these. I mm-hmm. think I know it for sure, but I can't remember that I've used it. It's it's um it's kind of nifty tool really for that because it you can put from memory because I haven't used it for a while you put your blog post URL and it pulls over and it, it attempts through AI like to pick yeah. out what the the key 
words and power sentences were. It attempts to do that for you, and even it attempts to pair them with an image. And it's all linked up, like Unsplash and Pexels for images. Yeah. It's linked up to royalty-free music as well. So you don't have to go picking all your images and picking all your music and stuff. It starts to bring it all together, and then you, you know, wordsmith it a bit more yourself. Maybe choose yeah. a more appropriate image and things like that. So you can even create videos like that based on that's amazing message yeah and there are other tools as well i think there's one called biteable from memory and there's there's animoto as well yeah. and there's similar um similar concept of, of, of the more promotional type videos so that is an option and then another option is is actually once you put the effort into creating the the blog post a bit similar to what i said about video but if you were interested in podcasting or had a podcast mm. you could bullet point out the key points again not really read from this yeah. blog post but you can you know you could then take that to audio and and, and read out the key points from your blog post mm. and there you have it you know you've got a podcast episode as well again it's not for everyone but that is definitely that that's no, a great yeah, it's an option evidence. for people who maybe have started a podcast actually and they're thinking, wow, I've got an archive of so of many blog posts yeah. here. And then they're wondering, sat there planning out the first 50 podcast episodes. Well, actually, go and look at all your blog posts, find the great ones. You've done the work and the research, but just maybe bullet point it out and work out a bit of a storyboard and bam, there's your episode, there's your episode, there's your episode. And, um, and if it's a big blog, they can direct back to the blog and they can read it in detail if they exactly wanted. and you could actually embed the player you could go back to the blog post then yeah. and you could amend it to say i did a follow-up podcast episode on this topic hit play below if you want to listen so you can yeah. start i'm a big fan of putting multimedia into your blog posts as well so people can listen watch a video read enjoy the graphic you know like there's a whole yeah, experience no, a great idea it keeps people on your website longer, well, the web page longer, yeah. which is all, you know, great for SEO, like the longer yeah. dwell time, not as quick a bounce rate and things like that. So that's something to do, you know, that, and awesome. we often get people getting in touch with us who are looking to launch videos and podcasts. And what they say is we've got hundreds of blog posts and it's like, right, if Perfect. it's evergreen, you've got your, your content strategy there. And yeah. plan out a series, you know, like a series on this or series one, series two, that kind of thing. Yeah. There's so much that you can cool. do um, okay. from the blogs. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And the thing is, I'm so conscious that we could just talk and talk and talk. I know, and I know. so much. We're <laughs> yeah. running out of time. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I've already so, well, I've kind of skipped over to, to video and podcast a bit, haven't so I? Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just go over then. So let's talk about video. Yeah. I should have started with video and then everything kind of spans out from there. Mm. Let's go through video again and just go over, right, if you had a video, what would you do with it? Right. So my my top tips. So when you are looking at what is the optimal content to repurpose, mm. I would always say if you're comfortable with it, video. Now, if you are even a step more comfortable on video to do live video, I okay. think that is a brilliant starting point and the reason I say that is because when you have live video I consider that to be not just content but an experience as well that you are providing where people get access to you they can ask you questions you can build a community because if you're doing the same we you know every Friday at midday, we go live on LinkedIn or whatever it may be and the same people start turning up building a community access to you you're in this whole era of you know fake news and things like that I think that's really authentic oh it's so authentic the transparency you ask me questions and you'll see there is actually knowledge behind what I say yeah. to camera what I write I, I have got depth to what I'm talking about as well or I'll be completely honest and say again, you know, don't know. Don't know which is again it's kind of a win-win isn't it yeah authentic depth of knowledge so if you can do that I think it's great because then what I what I recommend is if you know that you are going to repurpose this into other forms of content, and I always say create content with repurposing in mind, so know what you are going to do. Mm-hmm. If you're going to repurpose this live video, then you want a clear segment of uh, video content that doesn't have you interacting and, and with the um, audience and isn't really visually dependent as well, where okay. you can just focus on the, what you're delivering. So you may say, 
right, for the next 10 minutes or so, I'm going to be talking to you about email marketing. And then I'm not taking questions, but then at the end, I'm going to answer all your questions and and go through all of that. And then that, that segment could be a podcast episode because that's where you're, you know, sharing, you're talking, Mm -hmm. you're adding value. It's not back and forward live now. It's, it's value add content. So then you could repurpose that video content. So you would extract the video post live, um, which is easy to do on all the platforms, or you can, you might be using a software, like a live streaming software, like picture or OBS. So you could extract the audio. So whenever you have video, whether you went live or whether we're now talking about pre-recorded, whichever yeah. the video you create, video has audio. So it's always worth considering, do I have a podcast episode here? How do, could you, I, could I be... how do you extract the audio? Like, is is it a system? Is it a, What is it? Well, it depends what you are using. Like a certain video editing softwares allow you to uh, just generate an mp3 audio file so you can convert the video into audio and there are some tools online that you can use to convert video files into audio so it's not an awfully complicated process or anything like that to save video take video and then just have the audio extracted from it Mm -hmm. if you were getting really serious you might and you know you're going to be purposed for audio you might record the audio separately you know you might be presenting to video but you've also got a mic knee that's going into audio recording yeah, software yeah, like QuickTime or Audacity or something yeah. like that so it's something to consider because it, not everybody watches video videos not everyone you know that's not always everybody's thing but then not everybody listens to podcasts either and not everyone yeah. reads and stuff so it's spreading it out isn't it so if you think you can get good audio quality if you think that you have people out there who would listen to podcasts as well, consider that. And then after that, I always think it's important to consider the written content. So mm-hmm. being found by search and just pleasing those people who actually don't want right. to listen, or they yeah. actually do just want to, to read what you've got, what your message is. So in that case, you can write shorter show notes type you know key discussion points key things that I talk about that would supplement the video or podcast or write a standalone article you know standalone blog post you don't have to listen or read because this is the longer form piece of content created from it you can give yourself a little bit of a jump start and generate a transcript from video or podcast you can use free tools that that probably in my opinion often you know, you spend so much time correcting all of the errors from these yeah, free tools. That it's, it's not pointless. So it's totally pointless. There's, there's otter.ai and then there's, there's, there's cheaper paid ones because they're mm-hmm. still bots, they're still AI. And then you, or then we just use rev.com, we $1 rev. a minute. Yeah. Because it's good, isn't it? It's a really high yeah. accuracy in not spending hours correcting and howling with laughter as they've really misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> And they do have both now, don't they? So they do the $1 yes. a minute, which mm. is a person transcribing. So it tends to be bang on. Really good. And then they have the AI version, which yeah. is basically a robot transcribing. Yeah. And that, in my experience, needs editing. So yeah. on the podcast, to try and keep the cost down, because bearing in mind, if I'm doing an hour podcast every week, which I don't do every week, but most of my interviews turn out to be an hour, that's like $60. Yeah. So, you know, it adds up. So what we do is my solo episodes, we do the AI version, and then we edit that because it's one voice they're not trying to work out who it is. The chances are they'll. it's better because it's only one voice they're listening to and they're not very long. So the editing doesn't take yeah. forever. Just a question on that, yeah. actually. So when you're doing a transcript, is it better from an SEO point of view, do you know, to put it physically in the site or as a download, as a PDF? Well, um, well, there's a couple of things that I would say on that. So firstly, transcripts actually don't really help you with SEO as such. Okay. An actual transcript doesn't because the, the, bots, um, the, the bots that crawl the internet and, and bring help bring back the search results for Google yeah. and search engines are so advanced and intelligent and they look for quality, quality content. And because we don't speak how yes. we write, it's, it's different. Good for them. It doesn't really, you know, this, this doesn't appear to a bot. This doesn't really appear 
quality as such. This yeah. isn't the rules that they would look for. So it doesn't really, I, I, when I interviewed Andy Crestadino on my podcast, who is quite an expert in SEO, he's got a business called Orbit Media. His words were, it doesn't help with SEO to add transcripts, but it does help in other ways in terms of, you know, people who are hard of hearing, people who don't mm-hmm. speak English or your language is a first language. And there's all yeah. sorts of accessibility. People who just love to go oh, through transcripts. You I've know. got one lady that reads my transcripts. She doesn't listen yeah, to the and podcast. And doesn't listen to the podcast. And yeah. I find that amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I find it amazing that it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, you know, you would think, well, I, I would have thought it would more supplement, but, but yes. there are people who love it, people who it's really great to help them with the access issues or anything like that. And and in adding it to the site or adding a PDF, this, the bots do crawl uh, PDFs as well as they crawl your site. So I'm not an expert to say which one works better, but I know that yeah. they would crawl both. But I think if you it's can go... putting it into a blog. It is, yeah. It, it's what, well, with our clients, we don't do transcripts. We, we don't actually pull off transcripts because... Because I suppose lucky because the copywriter does just listen and then write a blog yeah. post based off it. Because as you and I know, you know, like things might crop up five times through an interview that don't need to be mentioned five times, need to be yeah. bundled together into one paragraph. And it's that intelligent analysis yeah. of what was discussed to turn it into an, in, in, you know, a, a well written, value add uh, blog post. And also, that really, we've been going through and talking about tips and things mm. and they happen sporadically because this is a conversation whereas Mm -hmm. if someone was going to write a blog post about this they would go and as they were writing it they'd realize Mm. that there was 10 tips or there was 10 Mm. things you must do or whatever and then they would write them in an order yeah exactly like you know thinking through in the aftermath and, and, and analyzing the conversation and what what is the best way to express this in words yeah so that it's mm. it's it's written properly so I think if you have the time it's all about time and resource but if you have the time yeah go ahead and provide a transcript for those people that want it um you yeah. write your show notes anyway if it's a podcast you are going to have shorter show notes that you put on the podcast apps for your host and things like that but then if you've got the time to write a longer form well-written blog post on the message and then you know that blog post doesn't have to only go on your website you can use that but in weeks to come you could put that Mm. onto LinkedIn you could submit that article to Medium perhaps you contribute to guest uh, post journals that are happy to have content from different sites or don't put it on your own website actually save that brilliant post for a submission to such and such you know website to tap into their traffic because yeah yeah topics in audio on your site let's get this topic in written somewhere else so it's just looking broader at what you can do and sometimes as well considering that one podcast episode could be more than one blog post you know maybe mm-hmm. there was so much discussed that let's turn this into a five-part blog post or a five-part video series or something like that so it's thinking a bit more broadly as well about content yeah. And some things that we talk about sometimes on the podcast, I don't know if you find it, but you could really, it would be really handy to see the thing. Yes. So, you know, if we're talking about like, I, I can't think if I've done one around design stuff, but if you were talking about how to come up with a perfect post design wise, then you really need to see that. So mm-hmm. being able to then say, this is in a video or this is in a blog post or whatever just makes that content easier to consume doesn't it yeah and I think it's a great point that you just brought up because sometimes I think that it can add to lead generation content as well so if you know like you know the, the old content upgrade but providing yeah. something of value that is literally an upgrade on what you're talking about but putting that but if you exchange email addresses, you can have this checklist, you can have this download, yeah. this planner, that kind of thing. So repurposing for lead gen as well through that kind of thing. And we often talk about repurposing in terms of breaking longer form content down. So slicing and dicing videos and podcasts and breaking down blog yeah. posts for social. But actually, there's the opportunity to not break down, but build up instead. Yeah. So those those 10 blog posts become an ebook, or the videos yeah. become a video series where you top and tail with, with extra bits, add a few workbooks in or something like that. So not always breaking down, but building up as well. You know, even a book, you know, you know, yeah, it's amazing. plenty of people who, who have managed to build up content. Um, so looking at it in, in both going up 
and going down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. So, okay, so obviously you've given us loads of ideas there for <laughs> videos and podcasts and that sort of thing and, and making the most of all that content. Like I said, always balanced with what can you do with your time yeah. and or resources. And I highly recommend looking at VAs because you can get a really cost-effective way of necessarily doing that or getting someone like you guys to do that bit for them because it is it, this thing takes time you know it yeah. does take time so and the whole point is this is meant to add not give you another 20 things to do mm. um okay let's talk about briefly then before we finish up just quickly the one of the things you talked about and one of the the things that really made me go I need you on the podcast mm-hmm. is when I sat and watched you at retain so it was a event all about how to retain members in a membership and as my listeners know I have a membership and one of the things she talked about was how to repurpose that content. Mm-hmm. And I and I just want to touch upon that just because often we create bigger bits of content. So whether it is you are a trainer and you go and train someone and you've got a whole training program or whether you're a speaker and you go do talks or whether you have got a membership or a course or a whatever, just a couple of ideas just to finish off in terms of how can I use some of that content to then bring it out into the public world without upsetting the people in the membership or the people that have paid for the thing. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so important to do that because when you're marketing that paid product, it's the, um, the transparency of bringing forward what people will get, but in bite size, you know, marketable formats, the transparency, and then there's total congruency when people like what they see and then make that decision. It's also nicely, yeah. you know, congruent in terms of what they get. So they're more likely to be retained, like the whole retention. Yeah. So I think, um, I think it, I, I mean, I've spoke to Mike Morrison about this in terms of when people, when you share content from within a pay, behind a paywall, had he ever known any instances where people had had complaints because that was that was part of a training that I paid for or that was, you know, something yes, with yeah, your yeah. faults that yeah. I paid for. And funnily enough, he said that in all his time, he's never actually had anyone report to him of members complaining about free content being shared as long as it's not, you know, too much of that because, you know, they're supportive of the membership. But I think what you have to do is you have to think about choosing what you would share that would be the appropriate, it would be value-add and it would help people stand alone. And it's not just an all-out tease, you know, like... Mm. It, end a sentence and then like oh to find that you know yeah, the rest of that <laughs> join the membership <laughs> but actually you know help like i add choose choose something that's standalone if you took a if you had a, a course within your membership and you were able to take a segment from a module that on its own that would be super helpful and if someone had that problem that would that would solve the problem for them so you share that out onto social media or you run that as a lead magnet to generate people into your membership on its own, if people don't take any more action at that stage, you've helped yeah. them and you're still in their mind as that person who got them free to be. So one day when they want to go from B to C, more likely to go back to you yeah. than yeah. someone different. But making it really clear that where it came from, like that, that this came from a training within my membership or within my course yeah. and things like that. And always doing that. So always sharing that. But I also think that it's not necessarily the the breaking down and sharing bite-sized aspects of what people pay for, but never neglect just the behind the scenes raw content that you can put together of what is going on behind the scenes of you creating this. So it's things like if a massive benefit of being in your membership is being on one of your live one of your Q&As where people yeah, get access yeah. to you, coaching calls, that's one of the biggest benefits and why people stay. Then sharing, you sharing um, on um, you know Instagram or something afterwards, I've just got off a Q&A and one of the questions that I got asked was this yeah. and, you know, and, and really just, you know, go through some, you know, not the in-depth answer, but these no. are some of the answers, things like that. So it's not actually... It, or, or and also I just I'm about to go on a Q&A and I've got loads of questions coming in a bit like the, the FOMO isn't it but yeah. letting people see and know that this is real I'm at my desk and I'm just about to go live and, and with my this. members so raw behind the scenes content as well as slicing and dicing and breaking down together just creates so much transparency of what people mm. are going to be paying for 
and what they'll get. And they, there's no question for them that it all aligns through to something valuable. So yeah. I, I really think don't be scratching your head on how to market these things. You're doing everything. You just need to bring it to the front in, a, in the most appropriate way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Amy, I could talk to you all day <laughs> because you really are a font of knowledge when it comes to this sort of thing. And, okay. and like I said, I sat in retain and I work in marketing. This is what I do for a job. So you do often go to events and think, yeah, I know, I know lots of this stuff. And I literally screenshot every single oh. slide you brought up because I was like, damn, I should be doing that. I should be doing that. I should be doing that. So honestly, I knew you'd be great. And I'm sure my audience have got loads from this. So thank you so, so very much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. No, well, thank you for having me on. And it, thanks so much for the comments on the talk because, you know, you put a lot of effort into these things. So to hear that, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, no, I could, I could talk about this a lot. So, <laughs> so no, th- yeah, thanks for having me on. It's such no a worries. Have, so. It's been brilliant. Thanks, Amy. So what did you think of that? I really enjoyed chatting to Amy. It was really, really good. And I learned so much. And it gave me so many ideas on what to do in order to maximize that bit of content that I've created. Because as you well know, doing the podcast every week, one, it's a lot of work. And two, it's a lot of content. You know, we're on episode 104. And if you wanted to go back and listen to every single episode, or if you have, well done. And I think you should be getting a medal or something. But, you know, to to go back and see how much content there is in there is huge. So being able to maximize that and use that in other ways is wonderful. I also wanted to remind you that Amy obviously has her own book, Content 10X, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results. So you can get that probably at most, you know, standard book places, Amazon namely is where I get everything from. Okay, so I will leave you for this week. One quick thing before I go, please, 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 if you haven't already done so, if you could go give me a review on iTunes, I honestly would be so so very grateful. I'd really appreciate it. And I've never said this on the podcast, but I was listening to someone else's podcast and they always say, make sure you subscribe to get all my episodes. Never said that. Probably should have said it, shouldn't I? But um, anyway, so yeah, if you're not subscribed, make sure you hit the subscribe button and give me a lovely review on iTunes. And what I think I'm going to do actually is I'm going to be picking one review every month and sending them a little something a little surprise in the post because I love surprises in the post. So uh, it might be worth you doing a review just in case you can win it. Okay, thank you so, so much for listening today. And I will be back next week with a solo episode. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.